And we are not in bed with the gazpacho police. Georgia Virtue presents the Let Me Tell You Why You're Wrong podcast. Welcome to episode 205. Coming up this week, we have F is for the First Amendment, the Hunter Biden law, congressional gazpacho, and this week's idiocy in the Georgia legislature. I'm Dave Roberts. With me is my partner in this endeavor, writer, journalist, owner of the Georgia Virtue, Jessica Salagi. Dog mom. Dog mom. Yes. Um, why did you choose the word endeavor? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I mean... Cool. I, Good talk. I mean, Next. I mean I, you're asking for a motivation behind a word. I'm not that well-lettered. It's, it's a word I knew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a word I knew. All right, excellent. Um, awesome. How's your week been? My week has been pretty good. How are you doing? It was good. Eric and I were both in trials. Um, last week, he was in Bullock and I was in Effingham. And I was freaking exhausted. And then I came home and like after I got all the articles done for everything, I looked at the calendar and there's like two or three trial scheduled almost every week for the next like two and a half months. I was like, cool. I guess I'll just live like this. Speaking of Eric, we do want to welcome him back. He was on a cruise last week. Yeah. Hope he had a good time. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I, I, I gave him some some solid advice about women uh, drinking and make, making poor decisions on a boat. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he didn't I take do. your advice. <laughs> Maybe not. Uh-huh. So speaking of Effingham, the only good news you're going to get this week, a win for the First Amendment, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Sixth Circuit ruled this week that uh, Michael Wood had a First Amendment right to cuss out a, ga- a gaggle of deputies who removed him from a county fair in 2016 after someone called 911 to complain his shirt read, the police. Yeah, poor Michael. Um, and poor Eric, because he's going to edit this, uh, this Yeah, because I'm going to read his diatribe, because I think it's important, because we're going to talk about fighting words. So, Eric, just prepare to be like, you know, like you're typing um, Morse code. But um, his diatribe was one, two, three, four, five, six motherfuckers, six pigs thugs with guns that don't uphold the united states constitution all you you dirty rat bastards um and this was as the deputies were escorting him to the fair exit and and i don't know um i mean we can i like i don't know the circumstances around who called the police uh if you know, it obviously was not the property owner or the organizer of the fair because I feel like that would have been pointed out. And the issue really is more that he was removed by police, and then not only was he removed, but they arrested him. So I think I just want to. I know that you know that's kind of intricate well, details, I, but it's important. I, I I do want to point out that he's a jackass. Sure, sure. Fairs are where kids go and all that stuff. He's a jackass. He is, and he shouldn't but, have 
he shouldn't uh, saying what he did um was inappropriate and I, I i don't recommend it however they he was walking towards the exit and arguing with the fair director as well at this point and the de- the deputies were off to the side debating what they could arrest him for and which first of all shows you the the, the root of the problem and then they ended up um arresting him with and charging him with disorderly conduct and obstruction um, and then prosecutors dismissed both those charges. And then he filed a civil rights suit, lawsuit against all of the deputies alleging false arrest and violation of his First Amendment rights. Now, this is something that's been like litigated in the courts over and over. There's so many there's there's several opinions on this from we, we've talked about them at length. So normally when somebody. Yeah, we, we, we had the we had the, the story of the guy that says I eat donkeys. Yes. You know, on the back of his truck. Uh, and but, but, and this has been covered over and over and over that you don't have a right to not be offended by somebody else's speech. I disagree. I mean, the, if the fair people wanted him to leave or if, you know, if, if he was asked to leave, that's one thing. But to be arrested um, for what he said is completely inappropriate and you know most people would be like well they drop the charges like just let it go and i feel like this is one of the few things that i would say no don't let it go because again this has been litigated in the court so many times that most quality law enforcement officers know better it's the dumbasses that are still making arrests for this kind of stuff and the court said because the so the deputies alleged that they were fighting words well i don't agree with that because they didn't even know what to arrest him for initially. And they charged him with disorderly conduct, which doesn't have anything to do with fighting or violence or anything like that. Like that's indicative of that. And then second, the court said this, did, like his words did not suggest immediate violence. I mean, he wasn't saying I'm going to F you up. I'm going to come to your house and blah, 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 blah. He just called them names. Yeah. I mean, look, when I hear the term fighting words, if it's, done the other way, which is you excuse what somebody said because they were fighting words. And there are things that, especially we as men, will say to each other to try to get a reaction out of them, to get, to get them to, to want to fight. And, and, and to me, I excuse fighting words because that's just him looking for, for a reaction. It was in the heat of the moment or whatever. But for the police to, to, to go digging in their bag of tricks, looking for a reason to arrest this guy, means that they came to the conclusion, he's going to jail. Let's find out why. Yeah. Which, which is repugnant. I guess the judge agreed because he said that they're not entitled to qualified immunity from the lawsuit um, because his right to be free from arrest has been so clearly established by a quote long line of court opinions protecting obscene language directed at authorities. And I mean, we've, we've the ones that have stuck their finger out in the window to, you know, give someone the bird. Yeah. Give give the, the one finger salute. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to, to the guy who flashed his lights to let them know cops were ahead. I mean, all those things have been time and time again, ruled, acceptable and um at what point are we gonna start training local police departments 
on this stuff. On you, you can't. They have an absolute right to say what they want to say, including the F word. Well, in, in Georgia, you know, you can be charged if you say it in the presence of children, like under someone under eighteen. You can. There are certain times when your your speech is not protected, um, which agree or not i mean if you're in a public i don't know like there's that's a lot of intricacies i don't want to get into but so ours is a little bit more stringent but i still feel like by and large you should err on the side of not arresting someone and do you really want to arrest someone because of something they said right when they're mad i mean he the guy was clearly mad and look i'm not we're not saying this is a good dude we're, we're saying he's a jackass. Well, I'm not saying he... I, I don't know. He, he has a he did right a jackass to be a jackass. Thing. I, I wouldn't say he's a jackass or that he's he's not a good dude. He did something stupid that was inappropriate, and, and he said something that is not productive for society. But I don't think it speaks... Like, I don't think he's a, a bad person or a, a danger. No, I'm not saying he's a danger either. I'm just saying he was being a jackass. Yeah. So, I have I have bad news for you. Uh, the senator, senators <laughs> introduce a bill to prevent crack pipe funding. I know you've been you've been really heavily reliant on this free crack pipe thing. Yeah, since the ARPA funding came out, I mean, what on earth? You know, I never thought I would see the day where there was a headline. Um, well, I didn't ever think that there'd be a headline about providing crack pipes or any type of government or any type of uh, tool to facilitate drug use, whether it be legal or illegal. Um, but to introduce the Crack Act of 2022, I just really never thought I'd see that day. And I, I certainly didn't think I'd have the opportunity to cover it. It's it, really something. You know this is not going to get get through. I mean... Of course it, not. They know that that is this is not get through. Uh, it's a program to give clean crack pipes and needles to drug addicts. Uh, this and this is, would this prevent is, that. Yeah this this is by well, a bunch prevent, of Republicans it, running for re-election. Okay, but if so, there's people. There are libertarians and there are Republicans and there are Democrats who think that we should provide needles to clean needles to people. I mean, there was a bill in the legislature sponsored by Republicans. That's a different subject. This is specifically about the ARPA funding, and you know, you can't tell me that people can't get their their tools to uh, be drug users simply because of COVID. So it's I, about ARPA funding. I don't know much about smoking crack, mm-hmm. but it it sure does seem like people with very little money figure out how to smoke it. Sure. I think there's like YouTube videos on different things you can make. A, I mean, there's different videos about what you can make a bong out of, I feel like. Wasn't there something about like making a bong out of an apple? Surely you can smoke crack from an apple, too. I have no idea. You have to tell me on that one. I'll look uh, it up. I'll yeah. report back next week. <laughs> but yeah i mean look those little glass flowers that you see in the lower end convenience stores those <laughs> are not to give to your girlfriend no girlfriend wants a little tiny flower in a in a, in a glass tube that's for smoking you know a crack or meth or whatever else 
Well, and I'm not, you know, I am critical of legislation that, you know, is is purely for political uh, dialogue so that someone can have the national stage. But I think, you know, they're obviously, they just want to make a mockery of the Biden administration. And while I think that, you know, when it comes to COVID funding and COVID relief, the Trump administration is just as guilty as handing out money to uh, whoever will stick their hand out as the Biden administration. Like, I'm glad that this kind of thing is being shown because it's like, at when, at when, when is it enough enough? No, and I'm with you on that. It, you know, we want to hang the Biden administration for, for inflation. And we fail to recognize that it was under Trump that the first dollar started get, getting doled out. So, yeah, I, I'm with you on that. So, Marjorie Taylor Greene, God almighty. This is freaking hilarious. Oh. I about oh. died. She oh, is my, my gosh. She is my congresswoman. She is. She sure is. She had a she super had a, blunder. She had a super, she had a super day. <laughs> so, Jessica. Go ahead and read this one because I am I am so embarrassed. I don't even know if I can read it. Go ahead. So she was on, I think, One America or um, she was doing an interview and she was talking about Pelosi and, and, and she accused the speaker of orchestrating a secret police force to spy on the um, conservative members of the house and and their constituents and so she, she and that said, may, may be true or not but go ahead it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah the she, punchline's coming folks she said not only do we have the dc jail where the dc gulag which but now we have nancy pelosi's gazpacho police spying on members of congress spying on the legislative work that we do spying on our staff and spying on american citizens that want to come talk to their representatives I have tried to defend her. Gaspacho. I know. I have tried. I have tried. I have tried. I've told. I've told you on on this show many times that the person you see on TV is not the person I met. Gaspacho. So AOC had a. Well, obviously, in case I mean, surely people know what she's trying. She's trying to say Gestapo. For for Nazis, like if if you didn't know, I know you yeah, know. She, but she's it, it, invoking the Godwin's law. Yes, but AOC her her retort on Twitter was hilarious as well. And I'm not. I mean, I think she's ninety nine percent idiot. But she said, you know, I'm glad to see that she practiced what she preaches. It looks like all the books were banned in her house many years ago. <laughs> wow, hey, that that's. I mean, look, you Zing. have to give credit where credits due. That's fantastic. Yes, I mean, yes, it is. It really is. And but gazpacho and and Marjorie Taylor Greene was a decent sport about it. I don't know that it was funny, or certainly wasn't as funny as what she, um, as the blunder itself. But she made some Seinfeld or Seinfeld references, saying like "no soup for you" and, um. Well, at least she was a good sport. Look, I agree. I agree. Uh, and, I am the last person to, to hold anybody uh, accountable for, for misspeaking. Uh, you know, 
I speak in this platform an hour a week and I speak on, you know, the hunting and fishing for an hour a week. And I find it sometimes hard to make words good. Sure. Um, so I don't I don't hold that against her, but the AOC response fantastic. And so look, I don't I, you and I don't like AOC, but that yeah. response fantastic. And and, and relevant yeah and and marjorie you know margie didn't didn't she shy didn't away the, from it she didn't say like oh the fake news media is after me again because she actually like she just owned it which i can appreciate but and, and and i'm with you like don't hold things against people it's still funny like you cannot hold it against her and still think it's hilarious but i will also say when you're going to accuse someone of being of, of nazi like behavior and stuff like that or you're trying to like you know, have a zinger. It's one thing if you're in a speech or answering questions, but when you're trying to deliver a shot across the bow, you got to have your words right. <laughs> That's true. That is very true. Uh, gazpacho. You, you probably should have the difference between Gestapo and Gazpacho <laughs> on the piece of paper before you read it. <laughs> and if you haven't, I mean, if you haven't, heard or read i'm going to share it on our our stuff but there's some of the best tweets and stuff i've and responses i've ever seen but there are articles compiled that are like here are the best reactions to marjorie taylor green's gazpacho police and um i would encourage you to embrace the interwebs and just laugh about it and then you know we can move on and go back to hating Uh, everybody you know if she didn't make a clown out of herself and like i said i've I've met Margie Green. She's always been very nice and very gracious to me when when I've met her. But if if that's the the persona you put out there, you probably should second you give a second look to what you what you're gonna put out there. I don't think she's given a second look to anything. <laughs> shots fired (laughs) never has more been said by three words (laughs) (laughs) now this is a good time to remind you that these are our opinions and not those of anyone not on this show or any respective company for which we may work own or otherwise associate ourselves with on a regular or irregular basis also if you like what you heard, you can find other episodes and relevant stories over at thegeorgiavirtue.com. And we are not in bed with the gazpacho, please. We're not in bed with the gazpacho. Wow. <laughs> I, I've Gazpacho. Never mind. Never mind. It's not even a good kind of soup. They serve it cold. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> That's your biggest. That's your biggest complaint is that the gazpacho is, is served cold. That's why I don't order gazpacho. <laughs> Good God, woman! Mm-hmm. So we have this last week in the Georgia legislature. No uh, shortage of ridiculousness there either. Yeah, we have the gaff of the week. This one from the Georgia, Georgia legislature, uh, Senator Nan Grogan Oric. 
for her opposition to a placement of a new statue on the state property honoring Supreme Court Justice Clarice Thomas. Thomas. Uh, the article, the article, <laughs> I can't talk today. The article details on how Thomas is a traitor and a hypocrite. So this one, the bill is by your senator, right? No. No, no, Anna no. Batarte? Uh, was it by Anna Batarte? I thought it was from uh, um, uh, the other one out, out here. Sorry, Eric. I think it was Anna Batarte. But anyway, there's a there's this legislation to um, put a, erect a statue on state capital property um, of Clarence Thomas, Supreme Court Justice, who, um, you know, is was the first black man to be to serve on the Supreme Court, right? Is that right? No. Well, what was he the first black guy to do? No. Um, he was something. It was in the article. I think Marshall was the was the first uh, black Supreme Court justice. Yeah, and I knew that, that didn't sound right, but he did something. Yeah, yeah. Was, this is this is coming off the top of my head, but I think Marshall w- was the first. The most uh, educated uh, conversation I think we've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> um. Keep, You're the one with the degree. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. Um, I mean, I knew when I was saying it, I was like, that's just not right. But um, so. Uh, I just ruined on. your whole day, didn't I? It's our, no, I mean, like I said, I knew it wasn't right. So let me go into, I'll look up. I'll go, we'll come back to what he did. But obviously, I mean, he's Supreme Court Justice. That's one of the reasons that they want no, to. No, it, it's it's Dugan, uh, and he is in my area. Uh, he's not my senator. My senator's Anna Vitarde, but it's Mike Dugan. And look, I know Mike Dugan. Mike Mike's a good guy. He's a uh, arm, army ranger, an actual army ranger, not somebody just with a tab. Um, You're tripping. The primary author is Jason Anna Vitarde. Oh, it is uh, Anna Vitarde. And uh, and Dugan is uh, co-signed with it. I'm tripping. <laughs> Are kinda we like in how, Friday? I mean, kind of like how I'm tripping on him being the first Black Supreme Court justice when I've <laughs> like read and seen things with other Black Supreme Court justices. So anyway, I, I be I be tripping. Okay, yeah, yeah you're right. It is on Avatar. Or, or as we say in South Georgia, you done tripped. <laughs> you, Jesus, Jessica. <laughs> Okay, so there, the bill is um, normally, you know, it's state property, but it the it would be paid for and maintained and everything like that from a private foundation, no tax dollars, nothing, just however much space it takes up on state property. There's lots of lawmakers who are against it. Um, they're all Democrats, it seems, um, and they're they're mad because of his. They said that it's not his accomplishments, but his rulings and how they've been oppressive to voting rights and, and black people and, and things of the sort. And so, but then there's Senator Nan Orock, who is a Democrat from Atlanta, who, by the way, was elected to the state house in 1987 and the Senate in 2007. So she's been serving longer than I've been alive. Um, Kiss she's. <laughs> she said she's against the statue because Thomas is still alive and you don't know what else they'll do in their life. And she said, you put a statue. But she voted for. You're totally ruining the. <laughs> Sorry, Jess, go ahead. Like, I didn't even get to say what she said. Go ahead. 
I'm sorry. He said, you put a statue up to him. You don't want to be pulling you down later if things go badly, if the person goes astray. Now, I that's not why I'm against it. I'm just against memorializing people who are alive anyway, because I think it puts them on a pedestal unnecessarily. Um, and, and I think that's gross. But as you said, you know, she says she's against it because he's still alive. But if he, just three years ago, um, she voted to, na- to, to name the judicial complex across the street from the Capitol, which you can see from all of their windows, the Nathan Deal judicial complex. So it's she's not even against it for like, I mean... Unless she didn't say her opinions have changed. She also voted for a statue of Jimmy Carter to be erected there some however long ago. But she's just inconsistent. And that's just super ugly. I don't like it. Well, you know, I guess she thinks Nathan Deal won't outlive Thomas. I actually I actually like Thomas. Uh, most of his opinions are pretty well written and and they happen to 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 go in with with existing law and and everything else i i actually like thomas um i do not like how he was treated during his confirmation i understand this is before you were born uh what close yeah i mean i wasn't watching it was anita hill in 1991 i was three but you suck so bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I, I watched that with, with fascination. This was one of my first experiences to uh, the slaughtering of somebody for no good reason other than trying to hold somebody back for political purposes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I watched the, the Anita Hill uh, uh Hearings. I, I watched the the Clarence Thomas stuff. I you just know, don't know, like, why right now? I guess. I mean, it, it's fine. I whatever, but but why? I agree with you. You know, I, it's nothing no, has I, happened I, monumentally to to trigger the placement i guess is it's just odd it, it seems no, like it- and, 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 and i'll disagree with you there the the only the one of the biggest compliments that, that i can give clarence thomas and uh anthony anthony scalia and all those is they were all really close friends with ruth bader ginsburg and it goes to show that at least they didn't let politics divide them so I just want to, I just want to mention what was said in this article about him because, and I really, I, when I put the story on the outline, I was really wanting to hammer the senator for her inconsistency. But since we went ahead and landed that plane early, thanks to Dave. Um, <laughs> yes, I'm an a hole. I just want to, I just want to mention in this Yahoo News article because it's just. Um, it, it's quite the article. It says that, um, you know, it, it mentions Anita Hill and it says the idea that he is a traitor to the race was formed in his low regard for poor black people years before. 
1980 speech to conservative Republicans, he disparaged his own sister for being on public assistance. He said, she gets mad when the mailman is late with her welfare check. That's how dependent she is. What's worse is that now her kids feel entitled to the check, too. They have no motivation for doing better or getting out of that situation. He is seen as a hypocrite because his words and his actions do not always line up. While he often complains about black people defining themselves as racial victims during the aforementioned Hill reckoning that almost cost him his spot on the Supreme Court, he said it was what he was experiencing was a high-tech lynching. And then it goes on to talk about all the voting rights things that he has um, joined white people and white supremacists with um, in, in hurting black people. I mean, this is a... I don't even know how that's considered news. And and I know that that's getting way off in the weeds, but it's one of those articles that's just like, holy crap, could you, could you, could you try well, to not be so slanted? And again, I was watching CNN the day <laughs> that he said this is a, a, a high-tech lynching. And it's not completely inaccurate that they went after him not for his views, but because he didn't align his views with what Democrats think that a black person should say. Okay, but can a white person not be lynched? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I don't know, it's just poor form. It's just crap. It's just, I just hate the way, like, all of our conversations... So, I mean, the question I would ask Senator Invitarte is, since there's nothing that has happened right now to trigger this, are you doing this because it's an election year and he's black? I don't think so. I don't I don't think it's the fact that he's black. Um, and, and I know and, Jason. I, I know Jason pretty well. But I would say it is because it's an election year is because he's popular in Paulding County, and he's popular within the Republican circles, that this is what would come up. That would be my guess. It's more than him being black sure. and being being a Republican. It's the fact that most Republicans really like Thomas. And yeah, th- this is a this is a throwaway bill. Uh, uh, I hate hearing from these guys up there. We only have 40 legislative days. We can't get everything done. Then what do they do? They name buildings after people and give uh, statues and then say they don't have enough time. Right. I agree. It's just all of it. It just sparks unnecessary conversation and distraction. And then, and then you have people who say, I'm opposed to this because some, some prophetic reason it's not, um, True. Hopefully nobody is supporting it because he's the first black man on the Supreme Court, because that's not true. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was going off the it. top of my head with Marshall. I, I think Marshall was the first. Yeah. Uh, I did not Googleize it, but I believe Marshall was the first. So we have a middle finger to get to. Mm-hmm. So Why do we? <laughs> We have a a Georgia lawmaker who extended his middle finger, apologizes. He was in a group photo and decided to to whip out the F.U. Yeah, and he thought, I don't think it was like an official house photo or anything, but, well, I think someone was taking a photo and then the house photo person took a picture from the side or something like that, And but he was on the house floor and um, with a group of other lawmakers wearing his official 
badge and, and all that jazz. And so it didn't look very good. And so he apologized. Um, he said he was I, just. I being- like your note. It, is he seven? <laughs> well, because I feel like that's something. Well, first of all, to to know Dominic Laricchia is to assume that he is has the intelligence and the uh, ethical compass of a child. So you know, it's not an illegitimate question. But he said that. I mean, this was his response was he said that he was trying to be a goofball and and he thought it would be cute or naughty or a little bit funny to make a gesture with my bird finger. Okay, first of all, I have never called my middle finger my bird finger. Second, <laughs> you're a state representative in your official capacity on the House floor. How about you just not be a goofball and just do your job, and then you can go be a goofball down in Coffee County where some people think you're decent? I don't know. Um, there's a and picture of my father from the Your father's 60s. state representative? No, but he was working for Delta at the time, and he flashed a, a peace sign. Um, and you know, Dad had been a is a is a, a Air Force veteran and everything else. But he put a peace time, peace sign when he was squatting down and taking a picture of Delta. There is a picture of me somewhere at the AJC when I, when I was deployed for Katrina uh, that I flashed the stinger. You okay, know, well, like, I mean, there's a picture of me on a bar stool at Waffle House at 2 a.m. with a Santa hat on leading the restaurant in Jingle Bell Rock, but I'm not a state representative. No, I am not a state representative, and I, it, it's no, not, I mean... I, I agree. It's it's inappropriate. It was inappropriate when I did it. It was inappropriate when Dad did it. Uh, I agree it's inappropriate. I just don't think it's damning uh, uh, to this person that he made a poor decision, you know, within a second to do it. Now, you know, well, flashing the middle finger is a little different than flashing a peace sign. A little bit, yeah. And to say that you thought it was going to be cute or naughty or a little bit funny? Mm, okay, you're not a goofball. Like, that, and also... So here, well, here's what his quote was from the House floor, because he went up there and apologized. He said, none of it was cute and funny, but it was definitely naughty and inappropriate. I apologize. I hope that you'll extend a little bit of grace and forgiveness. I love you, and I love this house. Man, I don't it makes like, me like him use less. the word naughty. Right, I totally agree. It's totally I mean, it makes, the it, improper it, use of naughty. Yeah, it makes me a little uncomfortable. <laughs> I agree. I agree. It's cringeworthy. But, you know, so Dominic is an interesting beast because he was a floor leader. He got elected in 2014. He ran unopposed. So, I mean, I guess you could say he got elected, but um, he ran unopposed in 2014. His first term was in 2015. First thing he did was vote for the largest tax increase in state history, which was the Transportation Investment Act of 2015. Um, he, he voted for that. And then he's in rural, rural Didn't, South uh, Georgia. Paulette? Uh, coach, uh, co-sign probably. that? Yeah, probably in between all her charades she did outside of the legislature. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and why she was always showing up to things with wet hair. But anyway, um, Dominic is in like one of the most remote areas of the state and did things like 
And I say past tense because he's not running again because they got rid of his district because um, he's had a fall from grace because he's just he's just terrible. He's the one that we saw on the news arguing with Alyssa Milano during the heartbeat bill stuff um, and, and, and like getting in her face and stuff and um, like went looking for an argument and w- w- like r- no matter what you think of the, the bill, I mean, she was there to stir trouble and, and, and he gave her exactly what she wanted. And um, he sponsored things like tax exemptions for the Georgia aquarium when his district, like I said, is, is coffee County. And, um, one of his bills was, um, to give civil liabilities for people who engage in llama activities. And he did was on the road. Did you say llama? I, I did say llama. Um, I'm looking llama. at the receipts. Yeah. I've got a, a binder full of receipts on Dominic from all the times I've criticized him over the last, um, seven years but he was on the rural development committee and did and he was one of the ones that came up with the idea to pay people to move to south georgia and and to like that's how we should spur growth and never mind the people who live here already but um and he he's just he, he he has enjoyed being elected official far too much and um he he blocked me on social media after i called him uh i think i said something about his mediocre intelligence because he said that he <laughs> said you. some yeah i know but he said something along the lines when we were like the hemp bill was going through he he said that it was marijuana and that it's the same thing as marijuana and that um this is when ed setzler said that they could smoke hemp and all this crap but he commented on my social media page and was like hey thanks for the plug um Unlike people like you who post trash on social media, I live it out and serve the people every single day. Um, so I guess what he's saying is that he lives out trash on the world every single day. But he said that um, he, he used my Facebook page to, to tell everybody that he was way better than I ever portrayed him. And he posted a cell phone number. So I'm going to give it out on the show in case anyone wants to call him. It's 912-381-2441. That's State Rep. Dominic Laricchia. So feedback but i'm glad he's going i will give him the middle finger on the way out the door and i would encourage everyone else to as well because we're not state representatives and it doesn't matter what we do yeah i'm glad it's not personal for you no you know what it's not personal until like that's the you know you you know i'm 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 being facetious i know but here's here's the thing it was not personal. Like, I just thought that his votes were terrible. He's one of the ones that voted to increase his own pay, re- increase his own retirement. And every time I did, he would just comment on the article or comment on my page and be like, you're trash or your writing is trash or what you say is trash. And like, I'm sc- posting the votes and he made it personal. And so that's where we are. We are. <laughs> but I think his voting record, I mean, he gave the middle finger to the people of Georgia and nobody, he didn't apologize for that. <laughs> I can go on all day. But we only have I like know, I know you left. can, but we need to move on to Republican lawmakers in the Georgia Senate filed legislation to enhance prison time for some offenders by allowing authorities to charge, get this, by the gun. Yeah, it's like we're going down as we go through the show that the ideas are getting stupider. <laughs> And that's an industry term. That is an industry term for bloggers, let me tell you. 
This bill, I came across, I was looking on something else on Jeff Mullis. And so when you search Jeff Mullis on the Georgia General Assembly website, you can, you can guarantee that you're going to find, um, multiple stupid ideas. But this one really just, it is a special level of, uh, ridiculousness. Stupidity. It, yeah. Yes. So it's, it has 12 Republican sponsors and it, it deals with, People who are convicted felons or who are serving time on probation or parole from being sentenced as a first offender, and obviously they're not allowed to possess a firearm. So, so, th- so, so, what this bill does is, if there's already a charge for being a Correct. felon in possession of a firearm or using a firearm during the commission of a crime, so well, they're what two this, separate. What this bi- yeah, what this bill does is it multiplies that by how many firearms are in the damn car. Or wherever they are. Yeah, whatever. But it multiplies it by how many were in their quote-unquote possession. So if you have five people in, a, in an SUV, and let's just say they're all felons. And they all have a gun on them. Each person is going... I've seen what they do in these cases where they charge everyone with possession of something. They're going to charge each person with five counts of possession of a firearm. Because, you know, it's never on their person. It's under the seat or it's in the trunk or it's in the glove or the side, you know, slot or whatever. But they're going to charge each of them with five counts. And the sentence is one to ten years. So you're going from one to ten years to a minimum sentence of five to 50 years, which means that people possessing something that is illegal for them to possess would get more time than somebody who committed a crime against a person like child molestation or even rape. Yeah. And and, and that's one of the things that is, is interesting. I say interesting. It's not, not that I'm enjoying it, but somehow rape is less offensive to uh, our legislators than having more than one firearm in a vehicle. And, uh, you know, I hate to get into the, to the minutia of the whole idea, but I believe once you've served your time and you've done your probation and you're out, that you have every right that a free citizen has, including the right to bear arms. Well, and, and I agree with you, um, but I would extend that to say that if we're not going to do that, we should at least have some sort of distinction between um, nonviolent and violent felons. Like, if you want to make it part of a sentence that somebody who committed armed robbery and and shot people and, and they got out, if you want to make sure they don't own a gun again as part of their sentence, fine. But let's not pretend that somebody who, you know, had a pound of weed in their car should never possess a firearm or any of their rights, really. But Well, or somebody who created a, uh, who did a financial crime or exactly. somebody who, who cheated on their taxes or something like that, that that person is held in the same arena as somebody who held a gun to a woman's head and raped her. And this these are federal statistics, but I think it speaks to how many when you think about how many people on 
like of a federal offense or on probation or parole. How many in 2020, in fiscal year 2020, they had um, 64,565 cases reported to the U.S. Sentencing Commission of a felon in possession of a firearm. So this isn't like it's like 20 people that this is going to impact. I mean, and 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 I know there's people who are going to make the argument, well, if they're not supposed to have a gun, they're not supposed to have a gun. Okay, well, they do. And so let's talk about the consequences of that and what we're going to do to our prisons and our courts by taking away the prosecutorial discretion because the law, the, the language says you shall charge them with each for each count and for each well, item. Well, the law seems unneeded. First of all, because it's Absolutely. already illegal, right? Totally. So it, it seems you know unneeded, but in, in the sake of time, I'm going to move on to one lawmaker called the cops on another lawmaker during a committee hearing. And Jessica, I got to hear you on this one. I mean, I don't really have a ton to say, but there was a House committee, a governmental affairs committee going on. Um, Darlene Taylor from Thomasville is the chair. And David Wilkerson, who's a Democrat from Powder Springs, was in the committee. I don't believe he's on the committee. From my understanding, he was speaking at the podium, but I'm not 100% certain on that. But regardless, it was a committee meeting. He's a state rep. She was the chair. He was speaking about how frustrated he was um, that specifically in his district in Cobb County, that the Democrats didn't have a seat at the table when they were talking about the maps, that the Republicans pretty much just did what they wanted and sent it soaring through. And and he was expressing his frustration. And he said, I am just disgusted at this chamber. And Darlene Taylor's like, be careful. And it's time to yield the floor as if we're not allowed to say we're disgusted about anything. I mean, he's still a citizen. But he refused to leave, and the mic was cut off, um, so she had someone call security on him. Which is just classless, honestly, on her part. I mean, he's a state rep. He wasn't getting violent. He wasn't, like, throwing stuff or even yelling. He said, I'm disgusted at this chamber. And he wasn't finished talking. And, you know, the Capitol's closed to most of us anyway, so what do they care if he goes on a couple minutes extra was he at the end of his time? I'm not sure. They cut off his mic. I don't know if that meant he was at the end of his time or not. I don't know, you know if she instructed someone to cut his mic off because she just didn't like what he was saying or what. I hope not. I certainly hope not. And of course, he, he as a citizen of the state of Georgia has the right to petition his government, even though he's he's a rep and everything else. I have the same right, you have the same right to go, and I can read the Riot Act to, to my representatives if, if I want to, because, I don't know, going back to the first story, the First Amendment. I'm allowed to petition my government. Well, and he brought in, he brought up a good point when he was talking, you know, he's like, these local bills, because what... The way the legislature does is like Paulding County's new maps are a local legislation that is voted on by the entire body. But it's it's local bills. I mean, my state representative isn't going to carry a local bill for Paulding County because it's your representatives that A, want the credit and B, know their district. And so what he's saying is like these maps were drawn by other committees and people in leadership. And so people from Ella J and 
Bullock County, because my state representative is on the committee, and, and other places drew these maps for Cobb County, obviously, to gerrymander. And he's saying, like, we know what's best for Cobb County. It shouldn't be these random people from all over the state telling us how our districts are going to be formed. I don't disagree with that. But- no, I don't disagree. But this this is a story as old as time. Uh, I believe Newt Gingrich was gerrymandered uh, back when uh, the Georgia legislature was was democratic, and he was gerrymandered out of existence, which is why you know after ninety uh, four, I think it was ninety four, he became speaker. Uh, that's how that happened. Was the Democrats used the same laws that the Democrats are now angry about? Sure. A, a million percent, I agree with you. But what I'm saying is for him to say he's disgusted at the chamber because of what they're doing, like, he's not wrong. He's not misguided. And because, and he's you know, not, he's not being he's not being an a-hole. Exactly. It, it is he, disgusting. Gerrymandering is disgusting, no matter what side you're on. And you know who it's most disgusting for is independents who don't have anybody gerrymandering something for them. Well, absolutely. Absolutely. You're not wrong. You know, I I will tell you. Let me tell you why you're wrong. Uh Uh, You're not wrong in this. I'm just saying that it's this is not new. It's been done for, I don't know, 100 years. And we argue about it every time. So my question is, why does she call the police? Whatever it is. Yes. Why is she calling the police? You, you've you known this man. He's been elected for a long time. He's been elected for, since at least 2012, at least. And so, she should and, have and, the, the intellectual uh, integrity to, to respond to him or just let him finish his point, say, thank you very much for speaking and move on with what they're doing. And if, if a state representative, whether I was a state representative or a member God of forbid. media... Or, yeah, or or just a member of the public. If somebody, when I was expressing my opinion, told me to be careful, <laughs> that would have me doing, like, a couple snaps and flailing about. Because who are you to, I mean, like, like that's going to set me off more than what you're doing. Be careful? Who are you? Sit down, Darlene. Literally, sit down. <laughs> I mean, look, state reps are just people. And you tell Barely. me to be careful. Uh uh-uh. yeah, yeah. I I wouldn't have taken that had taken that very easily either. Like you know, tell me to be careful. Look, mf'er. Yeah. Good God, man. So as mm. we're starting to wind down, <laughs> after winding you up, do you have any closing yeah, I'm thoughts? Freaking sweating. Um. So I don't have a closing thought, but this week, obviously, um. There's lots going on, but in our county, there's a trial. I, we talked about it on the show uh, with the the woman who was a domestic violence victim, and her um, abuser was prosecuted by the Ogeechee Judicial Circuit down here in Bullock County, sent to prison for aggravated assault for violently assaulting her while she was pregnant. Um, and as the cycle of abuse often does, she went back to him a little bit while later and Ultimately, ended up um, shooting and killing him during another dispute. This is and the now same guy that choked her uh, outside yes. the house and drug her back in, right? Yes, and and 
caused pelvic hemorrhaging while she was pregnant and hit her with a trash can. And the, the list of abuse is is lengthy. And it was well known by her family, his or his family, her friends, his friends, like it was, it was police. <laughs> it was very well known. And she shot and killed him. And now she's facing felony murder trial um, or charges. There was a immunity hearing. That is how we talked about it on the show. But her trial starts Monday and they've um, slated it for five days. I hope that we will have the results and the a verdict, a not guilty verdict by the time that um, we record. I don't know for certain, but it's just really um, like I cover a lot of trials, but those, this one is just a totally different level of personal investment and in wanting to see the just outcome. So, Well, tell me if she has a GoFundMe because I will throw a few bucks her way to pay for her defense. Um as you know, spousal abuse is one of my one of my triggers. It's it's one of the things that that I give time and and money to uh, to help you know battered women shelters and things like that because it, it's it's the second time I've used the word repugnant to me. Mm-hmm. And this guy got what he asked for. So going back to 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 the stories to begin with, f him. Like he's dead. I mean, he he effed around and he found out. You you. So I I know that's probably more than you wanted on a closing thought, but no, you know, I mean, if, if there if there's some way that I can c- contribute, let me know. It, you put it on the page, whatever else. I I totally support this woman, and you know. I think it's awful that the system's being used to to support an abuser. Yep. A known, confirmed, convicted abuser. Yeah, I mean that, that that's one of those things. It's just it's just one of those things. But yeah, please let me know if if you if you find a GoFundMe for her, please put it on the page. Uh, I'll certainly contribute. Oh. Mine is somehow pales in comparison. Um, we have a senior center here in Paulding County that was built 35 years ago or something like that. And what's happening is the public defender's office has to expand. Uh, we added a court in our courtroom. We got, we got state court, which we absolutely need to take the misdemeanors off of the, the prosecutor's office. But they're moving the, the elections office, and you know there's a lot of moving pieces here, into the senior center, which is, was built and set up to be a senior center. And they're moving the seniors into what was the juvenile justice center, which was set up for offices. So you would think you would think that you would move the public defender's office into the juvenile justice center because it's already set up to have offices. Uh, This particular building does not have a commercial kitchen, which they need for the senior center for meals on wheels and all that crap. And it, it, it was brought up to me by, by a listener and, uh, I don't. I don't know what I can do about it, other than kind of highlight what's happening. 
But from my understanding, they're using this as an excuse to build a conference center and Mm -hmm. call it a senior center. So they're going to put the seniors in this building that's not suited to their needs so they can build a conference center slash senior center that they've wanted to build for years. But, you know, they've never had they've never had the political will to, to spend taxpayer dollars doing it. And the seniors are being used as a pawn to do that. So I, I don't know Probably what I government. can. Yeah, yay government. I don't know what I can do to change it. I, I don't know if I can, but it, it sure does seem, you know, the seniors actually went into the meeting. They're talking about having this thing built in three to four years. And one of the best quotes I heard, and it, and it really is, it's, it's impactful, is I may not be alive in three, four years to see it. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know what you say to that. Right. I mean, it, it really is. It's a, it's a, it's a great, great quote. And, you know, the person that, that put it out there, I mean, really put down a closing argument is I may not be alive to say, to see it. And what the hell do you say to that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's well done. So Jessica, I think that brings us to a close. I want to welcome Eric back from his cruise. Thank you for helping me through uh, this show. This endeavor. This endeavor. I'm Dave Roberts. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Yes, happy Valentine's Day. Thank you. Catch me howling at the moon